Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome once again to the Vegas Hockey Podcast. I'm Mark Warner along with Chris Lisa. We are now going to be affiliated with the inaugural launch of the Hockey Writers Podcast page over at thehockeywriters.com. We're talking with J.D. Styles from Cali Sports News, reporting live from the Stanley Cup Final. And today we're being joined by the first general manager in Las Vegas franchise history, George McPhee. With Pat Quinn... You know, I'm likely the finest man I've ever met in my life. This is the Vegas Hockey Podcast. We're talking with Clint Malarczyk. There's something about George McPhee that everybody says is a good pick. This is the Vegas Hockey Podcast. We're talking with Dana Lane, play-by-play voice of the UNLV Rebel Hockey Team and owner of Dana Lane Sports. Joining us now is Matt Pryor of thehockeywriters.com. He's coming to us from the Dallas Stars training camp. Welcome to the Vegas Hockey Podcast. Uh, this is Chris Lisa. Oh, that, uh, there it is. Nice, nice save, Chris. Nice save. <laughs> Once again, microphone troubles, but here we are. This is the Vegas Hockey Podcast, and I'm Mark Corner along with Chris Lisa, and we're just going to have a little fun today. We're uh, not going to focus too intently on too much of the other stuff going on. We'll break the ice, and we'll bring Dana Lane in here in just a quick minute. Uh, already on hold and waiting um, but we're going to do our first mock expansion draft now that the trade deadline is gone and the rosters are pseudo that I expect a lot of from a lot of the teams after the Stanley Cup before they actually have to submit their expansion to, to the league. Um, I think that the rosters aren't set and there's probably going to be a lot. It's just an exercise in my team.com format. If you want to follow along, go. <coughs> Excuse me, go ahead and com. It'll give you the option of how to populate your player protected lists, populated lists, and uh, you'll be looking at this. We're looking at that as we go through it. And if you want to chime in and talk about your favorite team, you can go ahead and call the show, 1-7-3-8-3-0-8-6-4. That's 1-6-5-7-3-8-3-0-8-6-4. Uh, wants to chime in about who they're protecting who they're not protecting so on and so forth first to the show real quick and we'll jump right over to dana chris oh i'm sorry i thought you were going to say you would jump over to dana how are we doing there sir I, i'm doing calling, good i'm we're... doing well how are you it's a it's, it's a little cold i don't know if you're talking to me or not it's a little cold so yes sir thought i answer anyway yes sir are you out there in columbus still sir I am out here in Columbus uh, for a couple more days. And, of course, when you come to a tournament like this, you have to book the whole time. And 
in anticipation of playing the whole time. But uh, unfortunately, as is the case with UNLV, uh, we have a couple extra days to hang out in Columbus. And they were kind enough so, to not have a Blue Jacket game going on. Well, that that's actually there's a Blue Jacket game going on right now with our our head with Chris Islanders and not in Columbus. I was uh, I was looking. There was one nothing at the end of one. I had to jump on here getting ready for the show. So I know Chris has at least half an eye on that game this morning. No, um, no. Whenever after a thir- um, the show show's got to come first. Show comes first. Why well, they, they win this game, sir? There's uh, too much going on. They gotta win this. Yeah. And it was a good oh. start. Off to it. So after uh, thirty-one one, and nine, one to regular one or regular one to one now. Oh, okay, I know Dana's got his eye on it all over. Um, after thirty-one and nine season, sir, not the way we anticipated. The heading into, you know, exiting this tournament. What? Uh, was it was it effective just running into the wrong teams at the wrong time? Or did we play our best games? What break down that that round robin for us? I know we ended on a on a coming through in the third period on a on a tight third game, but um, talk a little bit about that first round, if you will. Yeah, sure. No, I, hey, look, uh, this is the best of the best. The, the sixteen best Division two club hockey teams were here. Um, it is quality hockey, and we're seeing today that, uh, you know, where they're playing the Final Four. And, you know, if you compare where UNLV is versus where these teams are, uh, where, where most of these teams has, has the experience of being to the Nationals before, and this is UNLV's first time, so that certainly plays into it as well. But uh, with the amount of kids that UNLV is dressing because of injuries and, and various other things, uh, and by the way, Columbus just took a two-to-one lead over the Islanders. Oh, uh, three fifty-nine left in the second. Um, <laughs> you know, this is just um, this is a learning experience for these guys, and they gave it everything that they had. Uh, but I think in the off-season and, co- and talking to Coach uh, Big Nary Greener and, and Nick Raboni, I, I think that the uh, the two things that come to mind is depth and discipline. And discipline has been something that they have battled all year. And most teams, they were able to overcome their deficiencies with their discipline because they were able to outscore their uh, their deficiencies. But when you get to this level, uh, you're unable to do that. And that, that really showed up in both of these games as they made numerous trips to the box. Uh, the first game, I think the uh, the penalties were 12 to 4. So you're just not going to win games like that. You want to be physical. And we saw in game three against Ohio where they were both physical, but they were also um, focusing on playing hockey. And, and that by far, that first period against Ohio, even though it was only one nothing at the end of the first, that was by far UNLV's best period. And so I know that they have it in them. Uh, but sometimes they get a little bit too uh, too uh, uh, worried about the extra stuff rather than putting the puck in the net. I on that a few times throughout the season when uh, the UNLV hockey Twitter feed seemed like it devolved into a never-ending litany of penalty, 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 penalty score. Uh, and I, I, like you said, you only go to that barrel. I'll tell you the penalty kill times before you're going to get bit by it. And unfortunately the rebels ran into it at the most important time of the season, which as you go forward into next year's div one status, hopefully that experience 
experience for the underclass of the squad. Um, they can take that forward and learn from it and grow to it into the Division One status. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, that that is just something that has been uh, their Achilles heel all year, and they have all the talent in the world. I mean, look, you don't win 31 games without having, uh, you know, some skill and some ability level. Um, but I think that sometimes you can cover those things up. I mean, we've seen the Dallas Stars for a couple of years now, not so much this year, cover up their deficiencies in gold because they, they usually can outscore their issues. Um, but with UNLV, I think the focus is definitely depth for next year. Obviously, going to D1, they're going to be able to recruit uh, a little bit higher of an athlete, although we, you know, the kids on this team right now, certainly the core of the kids are still going to be with UNLV. Um, but, uh, you know, the schedule is going to be a gauntlet next year for sure, but that's how you build a program. And uh, I, I think for the most part, though, in, in, in the size from the games, uh, it was great to see the amount of fans that traveled from Vegas to, you know, see basically a club hockey team uh, perform on the East Coast. And they were as loud as any and vocal um, as any fan base here. So I think that they, if you weren't here, uh, the one thing you could take away from it, from it is that the future is bright and that UNLV hockey is well supported. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Let's move on. There was a little bit of news here, and I don't know how much you've been able to catch up uh, being in Columbus, but the Rebels did. Uh, they made another hire, their director of sales. Is going to be Jim Prevost coming to from, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, still trying to get that out week, but uh, coming from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that kind of goes along the lines of, of uh, this team isn't really inside the box building a package there. They're, uh, and I know you had a good conversation with their, uh, and, and fitness director coming from, uh, you know, one of the Vegas shows. Absolutely. And the conversation you guys had on, on the uh, Vegas hockey game was, you know, really insightful, really intriguing. And, and uh, they're, you know, one of their capology experts that they've hired to come, come in at was just the of, of cap, cap friendly or, you know, one of the or general fan. Manager, right? General Fair, uh, Fair came in yeah. to help out with a mock draft. Put him right on the on the on the you know put him right on the roster in the front office. With, so that, you know they're 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 turning over every rock and they're not just focused on getting the best people in the same box that they're used to being in. They're getting the same the best people um, and putting them into them. And I think that's that's got to come from Mr. Foley on down the list, right? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, even before that, and I'm, I apologize because I haven't had a chance to speak with him, so if I say his last name wrong, I apologize, but we'll go with Frivola right now. Um, That's what I did. He was, <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's remember, I mean, he was in Las Vegas. He did work for the UFC before, so he has some sort of a relationship with her, with this city. He was the vice president of uh, marketing partnerships uh, in North America for four years. And so he does have some Las Vegas uh, ties. And, of course, you know, then goes to the Tampa Bay Bucks. And, you know, I, hey, look, you know, we're not always seeing hockey guys come in here. Um, but the fact of the matter is that I think that, that they're going out and hiring the best people available. And sometimes I think it's great when you hire 
somebody outside of, um, you know, maybe the NHL comfort zone, if you will. I mean, they're, they're coming with fresh ideas and, you know, they're ready to, to put their mark on something that their mark isn't already on. And let's face it. I mean, if you're one of these guys that, you know, bounce around the NFL, your marks on the NFL already, everybody knows who you are. And I would think for me, if I'm going into a new industry, I'd be a little bit, a little bit more uh, motivated to, say, hey, look, I'm, I'm kind of starting over and I'm going to make my name for myself here and if I do that, what a fantastic resume I have. For sure, and, and to be part of something on the ground up, um, got to be intriguing for all these people that are out, and I think that's a strength. I think, I think the more, you know, a fresh view into a fresh situation, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, they haven't been in the National Hockey League for 20, 30 years, um, certainly you need those people as well, Mr. McPhee, uh, Mr. McCrimmon, uh, so on and so forth. Bring in the fresh views and the fresh takes and what's worked in industries is is always a plus to see how you can apply those to the National Hockey League. And I, I, Abraham Lincoln's cabinet, if you will, <laughs> he brought in people that maybe weren't necessarily aligned with President Lincoln. But I'm um, certainly a job for him, and I look for more of that out of the Golden Knights. So let me let me jump right into the Saturday night special. You tweeted this morning that um, you were taking a look at Rangers Wild game. Yeah, we kind of looked at, uh, looked at that as kind of the marquee game, but I think that the game that we really focused on, or I focused on, was the was the Capitals Lightning uh, affair. We like the that five and a half. There are some fives under uh, out there, but I'd much rather go after the five and a half and leave a dollar thirty. It's uh, I don't need to chase plus money. I can go after. I, I'd rather have the extra half a goal to uh, give me a little bit of insurance. And hey, look, I I'm not gonna as far as the side is concerned in this game. I'm certainly not gonna jump on uh, an inconsistent capital team. I'm not gonna jump on a, uh, a injury plague lightning team. So I, as far as the side is concerned, I'm not, I don't have an opinion on that, but the under certainly uh, is attractive when you have Tampa Bay, uh, not really, you know, having their full lineup out there. Um, it's, it's to me, you're just going to have a bunch of offensive, uh, the, the cohesiveness offensively is just not going to be there. Um, and we have no idea you know, where Palat is. I mean, you ask John Cooper, and John Cooper says, yeah, we'll just have to see. Um, and then certainly, um, you know, Stamkos is still not back in, and uh, and Cedric Paquette. So there's a lot of offensive issues there for the Lightning. So uh, for me, I, I'm more than happy to take the under because uh, I still am not in a position where I'm going to trust the Capitals offensively until they break out of this slump that they're in. Yeah, it's been kind of an experience. Slump over break out of his five runs on five scoring goals. I think it was 16 or 17 games, but still, you know, if, if the Islanders don't win and the two win today, um, that clinches a playoff berth for the Capitals. They'll be the first team to, to punch into the postseason dance. So uh, maybe a little extra energy on their side to keep lightning off the board. Probably is going to play a little bit towards your play at five and a half uh, Dana we're doing our expansion draft to know this not, not your thing and you don't want to really far into that because the rosters change it's just a little fun exercise for us but uh, if you could one one player that you just maybe secretly not so secretly have 
have your eye on that you'd like to dress with the Golden Knights next? Uh, well, I'm almost done going through all the teams. Uh, fortunately, I've had some things to jump up, so I haven't been able to complete it as a whole. But, you know, certainly a guy like Jacob Silverberg from Anaheim kind of comes to mind. Um, I'm still trying to decide whether or not, you know, how how much age is going to factor into the teams I look at. You might have a guy like Carl Soderberg uh, available. At least he was when I did this two days ago. Um, I don't know if anything's changed on that. I'm not sure if anything's changed on the guy like uh, Jason Zucker, uh, who would be a good plus-minus guy to bring here. Um, as far as anybody else, I, you know, maybe a defenseman like a, a Nick Holden from the Rangers could potentially be out there if you know, we decide not to go or they could decide not to go into the Ranta route. Um, but other than that, that's kind of, you know, uh, a guy like Ian Cole maybe from Pittsburgh, uh, another solid young defenseman who's got tremendous upside. Uh, it's not going to be a UFA until 18. So, I mean, guys like that I think are going to be out there. Uh, and that's kind of the direction that I look, I'm look. i kind of focusing on as we speak. Not Matt Murray or Marc-Andre Fleury from that roster. So you're probably thinking that hey, they're going to protect Murray and Fleury's too old to start a franchise with. Yeah, I, I mean, goaltending-wise, and I, and I kind of, when I went through that list, it was kind of just, um, you know, looking at players. Uh, goaltending wise, it's it's interesting. I mean, Matt Murray's is certainly, you know, out of um, uh, Pittsburgh is one of those guys that you would look at. Um, and and you know, forgive me too, because you know, I'll I'll even look at a guy like uh, you know, probably like uh, Yaroslav Halak, who um, you know, I have no idea what his future is going to look like in in in, uh, in New York, but. I do know that he's one heck of an AHL goaltender for sure, and and I don't know. I'm not in that locker room, so I don't know what um, what effect that he has in that locker room. But certainly, he cer- certainly seems to uh, get bounced around quite a bit. And of course, you're going to have to deal with his agent as well. Um, but you know, look, right. you're going to have to look at most of these teams and just say, hey, look, do I want the player? Like for instance, in Chicago, I mean, do you want the goaltender or do you want a guy like Marcus Kruger? And and that's uh, you know, and then obviously that plays into what you want to do in free agency as well. Because if you're going after somebody specifically in free agency, then certainly that would change the, perhaps the dynamic of, uh, I mean, it, you know, that would be your pick for that team. So uh, for uh, sure. free agency aside, free agency aside, those are the names that I would look at or have been looking at. Um, but certainly I'll dig into this a little bit more and see what they might want to do with free agent, which in free agency, which obviously would change what they would do with their uh, outright selection from a team. 10-4, 10 all pretty good options. I mean, that's why they get the big bucks and uh, we don't. So <laughs> thank you, Dana, for coming to us from, from frigid Columbus, Ohio. Go out and go out and see the sites if the weather pertains. Are you catching any of the other tournament games? Before I let you go, spend time at the rink. Yeah, yeah, I might do that. Uh, the early game went off this morning, and I had some other uh, things that I had to tend to, so I wasn't able to do that. But uh, of course, the tournament's going on as well, so I'd like to catch some of that. And I got basketball on one screen, I got hockey on another, so uh, that's about uh, nice. my life in Vegas and in Columbus, apparently. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, you could catch Dana's sports picks on SBR. XBR, SBR. Go ahead and say it, Dana. SBX. <laughs> it's SBR. It stands for sportsbookreview.com. And you can just uh, look right. me up under search and 
Yeah, you got it. You got it. Just look me up under search Jeez. under Dana Lane, and all my picks come right up. Record is kept every all right. single day, so you know where we're at. 10-4, 10-4, and always one, always one of the best guys uh, sports information-wise with all the different betting services here in Las Vegas. He has the area of the ground. He knows what's going on. So catch days from 1 to 2 on the Vegas Hockey Hotline under KSHP, and we'll be looking for more of his play-by-play next year with the UNLV Skating Rebels. Dana, thank you again, and we'll talk next week. Uh, not a problem. Anytime. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. As we- all right, Chris. Well, inglorious into a pretty solid season for the Gaten Rebels as they make way to Division One club hockey next year. Um, didn't quite go the way they wanted to, but that's the nature of the beast in the turn here. If you're taking penalties at a 12 to 4 rate, it's going to be tough to overcome that. Now, that was their bugaboo all year, but next their most successful season to date. And we look for uh, in the future, but now. We're going to jump right into do, do, do. I wish I had some good music for that. Uh, anyway, here, I'll put a little bit of music. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, Park. Mark Warner and Chris Lisa will be picking the golden initial roster from the available lists on plan. Chris, you want to lay the ground rules for us, buddy? That was kind of an ad lib. Impromptu. Sure. Came off okay. Sure. We're going to um, go through the teams uh, uh, one by one in alphabetical order. Uh, some teams, unfortunately, it's going to be a pretty thin list, so we're not going to go too crazy in the amount of time to spend on those, but we will cover them. Um we're not going to go through, and I think it would bore everyone to tears saying, okay, we'll start with the Anaheim Ducks. I'm going to go through their protection list. We're going to bring up the key points, who who we feel uh, are going to be the choices for Vegas in terms of, of, the, of the expansion draft was held today, who would be exposed, uh, what, what is George McPhee looking at right now, uh, what, and if there's a difficult decision on the other end, uh, in the case of Anaheim, uh, as well of who do they protect this last spot for between player A and player B, and and if if uh, such a case allows it, you know, is there no move clause? That's that's uh, that's a bit of a problem. So uh, yeah, I guess with that, we're going to start uh, with the Anaheim Ducks. And Mark, I'm going to let you uh, kick it off. All right, just. Just uh, for people that may not be familiar with some of the ground rules that uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are going to have to deal with as they go forward, they need to pick a minimum of team forwards, a minimum of nine defensemen, a minimum of three goalies. Yeah, that leaves three. Um, they could walk away from the goalies and use them as part of the uh, amateur draft that's right around the corner for draft 14 forwards as a minimum they might want to pull a couple more so they have options there's that go through but the rosters and then and you have to have 20 players that are under contract for the 2017-18 basically they can't they can't fill it up with a bunch of players that they'll have to sign later on or just release them. they gotta they gotta have players that are 
contracted for that season. And total team salary, 60% of salary cap, the prior season salary cap, sorry, which sits at $73 million. So that's, those are some of the, you know, we're going to have to go through and have to go through as they go treating teams and using their ex-protected list through and, and they've put together protected list from each team and we're not times not going to let us go through each each person and debate whether or not they will be protected or not um they, there are some interesting players roster um Silverberg, as Dana mentioned, it is not listed on on the sheet that we buy. Um, they have him protected. If he's available, I to go. But since he's not, we we're sticking with the. Um, can make a case for two or three. Um, Antoine for Matt, obviously. Then you go down their decoys. They're going to have to take a really good look at. You got Cam Fowler and Clayton Stone. Um, obviously, peak there. Um, Simone Dupree have been in one game this year. You know, you could take a, a shot with the forty UFA free agency window that the they're going to have to. You know the the Knights get that forty eight window. You could yeah, take I mean, a shot on. Of- he is having he is having a good year, but he's not under contract. To sign him outright, and that would be your. But you know, I really, really like I Camp Fowler if he's available. I think that's where I'm going to go. Where are you at, Chris? Yeah, I I, I don't think Cam Fowler is if the expansion would draft would say I think uh Anaheim is gonna go four and four. Um they have to the key here is uh, the bugaboo for Anaheim is Kevin Bolesky has a no movement clause. And he has one year left to go on his deal. He's a veteran defenseman in his mid thirties, still a very good hockey player. But if that no movement clause wasn't there, uh, they would uh, they would have the three defensemen, they would have the seven forwards, and they would expose Kevin Bolesky, especially with the young defensemen that they have on their roster and those coming in the prospect pipeline knocking on the door. Um, the problem is, uh, you know, will Bolesky waive that no-move clause? Well, if he does and then allows the Ducks to go to the 7-3 format, he's going to be by far the most attractive uh player for the for the Vegas Golden Knights. So would he be willing to he, – he's really going to open himself up to be selected by Vegas. So I don't know where all that stands. Um, if they have – if they go for uh, forwards and four defensemen, uh, it, it would mean that Jacob Silverberg would be open. Um, another possibility as well is could uh, Anaheim – pull off a trade in that window dealing with Camp Fowler. But again, keep in mind, they have any kind of trade. What uh, Trades are complicated, and I'll just make this point once uh, in terms of when we talk about trades. Trades are complicated at, on its own merit. Anaheim would then have to get pieces back 
that still fit? Is, is it going to complete a Cam Fowler type of trade before the expansion draft that fits into that 7-3 format? So unless they're getting uh, pieces that they want that are exempt from expansion, i.e. Uh, pros with less than two years experience, uh, draft picks or prospects, uh, so you know how hard it is to make a trade. So I would take Jacob Silverberg, if, uh, but I just can't believe uh, that he's going to wind up being there. Back 20, just 26 years old, right winger. Back, to, he's going to have back-to-back 20 goal seasons. But uh, the draft were held today. It would be Silverberg uh, would be my choice. Uh, and you know, it's not keep an eye on on that uh, note about Bolesky and his no movement clause. <laughs> 10-4, four, 10-4. Four. Well, so you got your take in Silverberg, and I'm just going by the list, though. So. Um, got Arizona. Now, that, that that's another – another works out here. My mic's – all right, there we go. I think that's going to sound a little bit better. Uh, so far, so good. Hopefully, it'll uh, it'll calm down a bit. Yeah. So ten Arizona. Four, four. Okay. So Arizona, one of the worst lists um, out there. Um, and not that Arizona doesn't have any good players. Uh, the bottom line is most of their good players are exempt because of that two year, uh, two years or less professional experience. Uh, so, uh, so guys like uh, uh, Domi, it, it, uh, Max Domi is uh, uh, exempt as an, as an example. Um, I, to me, um, this is few and far between. I think the choice here is 26-year-old uh, winger Josh Doris, uh, looking at the back six guy, a young guy, um, or Luke Shen, who has one year to go. And believe it or not, even though Luke Shen has been around, he's only 26 years of age himself, only signed for one more year at a reasonable cap hit of $1.2 million. Now, maybe there's a team out there uh, looking to improve their back end on their blue line, and a guy like Luke Shen, who, you know, has got a lot of experience, still a young guy, got a small cap hit, maybe McPhee can flip him uh, for a draft pick in this year's draft, like a third-round pick. If that was available, I would go that route, but... Uh, I, I personally went with Joris because I think they're going to, you know, need a few more forwards than defensemen. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with most everything you said, and I think there's a deeper defense talent out there, if you will. Um, interesting on on the list, they have Jordan Martinuk available, who's 11 goals, 14 assists, 25 points this year um, on a underperformed Arizona team. He's only a minus one. Um, and what, and I think that's one of the, one of the toughest slots that they're going to have to fill as far as the golden Knights is concerned is goal scoring. Um, and I know 11 goals isn't, isn't, you know, obviously all-star caliber, but um I think that's who I'm going with here, Chris. I think okay. I'm, if, if, if Martin Nuke's available, you can put 25, 30 points on the board and, and maybe with some, some, you know, better pieces around him or, you know, a different 
different energy. He might be able to get up to the 35, 40 point category in a full season, maybe under a different system. So, uh, let me see real quick. I want to check. Just want to check his, his salary, uh, contract status. So he is an RFA for next year. He won't count towards, you know what? I'm still going to, I'm still going to take a shot on Mr. Martin there. I think, I think that's, you know, like you said, it's really, really thin roster. Um, yeah. And if I see some goals up on the board that might be exposed, I'm going to grab them. That's kind of one of the philosophies I'm going with here. And, you know, this is just an exercise in fun anyway, so why not? <laughs> Moving on to Boston. Moving on to Boston. I see a, a old friend on the unprotected list I might go ahead and grab right away. But uh, going through it in, in a little depth, they, you know, Centermans are going to be hard to find. Dominic Moore is an attractive piece, maybe. Um, Zach Ronaldo, also. I might just do a homer pick and take Colin Miller right off the right off the top. Um, I did like him, yeah. and, and I, 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 you know, I I've mentioned quite a bit that. Um, I, I rue the day he left, but you know, if you if if you want me to really be serious, I think Anton Kadobin's my pick. Um, you know, you could get like I said earlier in the intro, you could get up to six goaltenders, and now is Kaboman uh, a free agent though? I can look that up real quick. I, I want to say he is. I could be wrong. And unrestricted. Like a a UFA, yeah. It's it's loading up. Let me let me see where he's at. Under contract for twenty seventeen to eighteen at a reasonable oh, one point two million dollar hit. He doesn't hit UFA until twenty eighteen nineteen. So you do get a year one way or the other. Um the the, yeah, the, the obviously the other the other piece on that team that might be pers- uh left unprotected and a lot of people have been talking about is Matt Bolesky, but I I tend to shy away from from his production as how it relates to a three point eight million dollar cap hit going forward for you know, till twenty nineteen twenty season. Um if he's regressed to the point of of his stats that this year I don't want to commit four million dollars of my cap hit to him right off the gate. Um I think Kadobin. That's another thing I'm not sure about is, you know, when you see see a player with four more years left at at 3.84 million, five million dollars. Um, do you want to lock yourself into those players? I mean, for that far into the future of the young franchise, and if they are diminishing returns, you probably know you're not going to be able to move that contract in the next couple of years. So I think a player like Kadobin, I think there's upside to him. I think it's a reasonable cap hit at 1.2, and that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I mean, uh, goaltending uh, I see as a huge problem in this expansion draft, so I can see why, especially with the small cap hit, uh, you would choose that. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting call by Boston. Do they protect Colin Miller, who's younger, has more upside, or do they protect Kevin Miller at 29 years of age, well, who's got three more years on his contract at, at a reasonable cap hit of $2.5 million. Um, I, I would say that could be a you know a debatable call. Uh, 
so I, I had Miller as a possibility, Kevin Miller uh, as a possibility. Uh, you know, in turn, I also had Ryan Riley Nash, who can play center, mm-hmm. just 27 years of age, reasonable captain right. as well, as a possibility. But I'm, you know, I'm going to take Matt Bolesky, and I'll, I'll tell you why. One, he's only 28 years of age. Two, before this year, he's a guy who, uh, for good teams now, uh, has scored between 15 to 20, 20 goals. Uh, he he plays a, he plays a hard game. He's uh, he was with the Ducks. Uh, so he's very accustomed to playing in the Pacific. Uh, obviously, he signed with the Bruins uh, two summers ago. Um, you know, a $3.8 million cap hit is not too bad. And like I said, the age is on, on his side. And um, goals are going to be hard to come by, as we just talked about. Uh, so I, I like I Bolesky. Like again, he's been injured this year. Boston has a lot of forwards. He's kind of you know, uh, falling off the depth charts there uh, because of it. Um, so I would, I, I, you know, to me, you can go either one of the defensemen, Nash or Bolesky, but I would choose, I would go the way of Bolesky. It's a gamble. I, I think that's a gamble because if he can't return to his, and, and I know the injuries play a big part in it, but you're locking yourself into that, four million dollar hit when I don't know you don't know really where where he, he's at where his game's at and if it's going to get that return on that production um yeah still in but, the prime of his career though still in the prime of his career sure. though so uh hopefully if he's healthy and, and yeah I mean 28 if he's healthy um but again you can make um you can make an argument for a number of players here. I'll be curious to see who's the third defenseman. If it's Kevin Miller or Colin Miller that gets protected. You you take either one of those though is what you're saying. No, or you would look would, if Kevin Miller was on the board, would you take him over Bolesky? I would take Bolesky. If Colin Miller was on the board, I'd be very tempted to take him. He's really But again, I, I think it's yeah, I, I like Bolesky. Uh, I again I know this has been a lost year for him. And maybe that's an opportunity, or winds up being a situation where he gets exposed. Uh, I am a fan of Bolesky. You've seen him uh, out in the Pacific a couple of years ago at Anaheim. Good player, um, and like I said, uh, he's and he scored 15 to 20 goals on teams where it's not like he's you know getting uh, you know really kind of a second, third liner kind of thing. So, uh, um, but anyway, so I guess on to Buffalo, another. Brutal list. I'll let you start off uh, on that one. There's about five teams with a brutal list, and the second one. Um, my first inclination is is the former 30 goal scorer Matt Molson if he is unprotected. But then, as I was saying before, I don't want to lock up cap space for a, a, a long period of time. And I'm pulling it up. I think he has a five million dollar cap hit. He does through 2018-19. That's kind of uh, just a two-year commitment. And I think Molson benefits from an up-tempo style and his line mates maybe more than, you know, some other players do. Um, Just eight goals this year, but definitely experience. Um, uh, I could tell it, you about Molson from being 
seen on the Islanders. Sure. He's got really good hands. He's really good around the net. If you're going to have him on your team and he's going to be a useful player, you got to give him power play minutes. Uh, if not, you're not using, you know, it's it's really that's the biggest strength that he has. Not the greatest yep. of skaters. Um, you know, since he's the last couple of years, he's really fallen off goal scoring wise. Um, so, uh, how much of that how, do you think is being on a bad Buffalo team? I think his role has changed. I don't think he's playing prime time minutes on the power play. So that's a I huge. Agree. I mean, if you go back to those three straight years with the Islanders that he scored 30 goals, he scored quite a bit on on the power play. Obviously, playing with John Tavares didn't hurt. Keep that in mind as well. So uh, he played with Tavares for three years. So I don't know how many of those goals you want to chalk up to that as well. Uh, he's a real good guy, a real good guy in the locker room to, for the community and all that stuff. So I, I would give him aces on that level. But, I, you know, um, uh, and, I again, goal scoring is going to be a problem. Two-year commitment is not the end of the world. Uh, yeah. But if, if you that's, ask my If he's opinion, available, that's my pick. He, I, I, he, he would be available. I think Buffalo would be thrilled if they got that number off their cap. And I think for – I don't think he'll be uh... – you know, struggling and trying to fight for for power play time on a young Vegas Knights team, he could end up being one of the guys wearing a, a letter. He could be a, a well, wear the A on that roster well, pretty easily, I think. If you're Vegas and you're going to take Matt Molson, you better have him on the first power play unit. Otherwise, there's no you have no business taking him. I agree, and I think that's where he would end up. So that from, from Buffalo, um, with what they have, that's. You know, Kulikov is an interesting pick too. Um, he's a free he's a free agent. That I can tell you. He's an unrestricted. So you, I, there are ten teams, or, or there are ten slots where if you take a UFA off their roster and are able to sign him, then that counts as your pick from that team, and you can't take anybody else. So um, if if Kulikov's there and they can work out a deal, that's pretty intriguing, an intriguing pick. But the, I think. I think I'm going to stick with Molson for me. Yeah, because I took because I took Bolesky, uh and I'm worried about Matt Molson skating, uh, I, I I moved on. Uh, you know, I, I didn't consider Matt Molson here. Um, I think that's a very intriguing idea you have there in terms of Kulikov. I am a big fan of Kulikov, who was with Florida last year. Um, the problem... Uh, uh, but he's had a real rough year uh, in terms of performance and injury. But he's still a young guy. So maybe by taking right. him and you can get a reasonable contract number, uh, that's a possibility. You have that window. Uh, again, the pick I made here due to the goaltending issue uh, that I find in expansion, I actually, uh, believe it or not, uh, took Linus Olmark, who's a uh, been an hmm. AHO, been the, the AHO goalie, played with Buffalo a couple of years ago, still only 23 years of age. I, I picked him kind of in that third goalie slot for Vegas, and because uh, you have to take at least three, and I, I really I see a hard time finding goalies here. So, and in a couple places where I find goalies, I want to take somebody else. So uh, that's the way I went with uh, Olmark. So, uh, with that, we're going to move on to the Calgary Flames. And, one more, uh, one more, one yeah. more tidbit on Kulikov on a you know a, a middle of the pack Buffalo team this year who um, allowed 
the most shots on goal of any team in the in the National Hockey League this year. Kulikov's still a plus eight. Oh, that's so, like um, young guy, I I I might have talked myself into into take. You know, I got a one A and a one B on that. If you're looking for experience and and possibly some leadership roles, if you put him in the right situation, he's going to score some goals for you. Molson's the pick, but uh, a dynamic young defenseman who can still muster a plus eight on on a porous shots allowed team. Um, Kulikovs is, is a strong one B. Um, I'm a click in Matt Molson, but I'm not hesitant to at least kick the tires on Kulikov there. And now let's look at uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, actually, the Calgary Flames. So, uh, oh. uh, so on Calgary here, um, you know, interesting enough, they made a move at the deadline and they picked up Curtis Lazar from Ottawa. And I know he's been a big disappointment uh, from afar. I, I'm, I'm just curious of why he wasn't in the AHL more these last, you know, couple of years. I think he's a guy who's been rushed to the NHL. Uh, his former uh, first-round pick, uh, 17th overall, 2013 draft. He's only 22 years of age. He's got size. He's got skill. Uh, I think this is a kid that, you know, if you give him a reboot, uh, again, he's only 22, and maybe that reboot includes spending the first half of next year in the AHL. But there's going to be a couple of uh, situations in this expansion draft where I'm going to roll the dice and maybe find a kid who uh, who struggled, who was a high pick, and change the scenery, change the coaching, and maybe spending a little time in the AHL, uh, and maybe I could find a player. And uh, that's what I would do uh, with Calgary in terms of Curtis Lazar. How about you, Mark? Um, hmm. I guess you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna agree with you on on Curtis Lazar. You make a a, a good o- argument for him, sir. Um, and I can't come up with much of a counter argument for anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know that I see that's coming part, coming part of out of there. Well. I mean, yeah, you know, you. I mean, there's there's not a lot of depth there to be had. So um, I'll just I'll just mimic you. That'll be the first one that we have in common so far on our on our rosters here. Is we'll we'll take Lazar and 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 move on from that. All right. So we go to Carolina, and once you uh, kick it off. Well, from what I'm seeing. I see two choices, but um, uh, just me. But uh, let's see what you got. Well, I I, I want to put some experience in there, and and you know that yeah. I'm a believer in um, having Stanley Cup experience in your locker room and the difference that can make. Even obviously, the Knights aren't going to play for the Stanley Cup next year. But you got to have some some people around that have played for the cup to teach these young kids what it means to be a professional day in and day out. Maybe that's more important in a city like Las Vegas. Maybe it isn't. That uh, that debate, you know, maybe and maybe it's more of an issue for some players than than it is for other players. Um, but to have some experience in that in playoff style hockey and what it means to be a professional, I see I see Brian Bickle as a choice. And I see Lee Stimpniak as a choice. Um, kind of a I'm not sure how healthy. 
how healthy Fickle is. Yeah, but uh, long term, I mean, he's not. He's only played in seven games this year, but uh, going forward through the summer and and into next season, he's he's supposed to be around, right? I mean, I'm not missing something big on him. I know he had a he had a ser- I know he had a ser- he had some kind of serious. Um, he has a certain kind of health ailment. I forget what it was off the top of my head. Stephanie okay. obviously has been a, a guy who's been very healthy, and he's sawing through next season at a very reasonable number. I want to say it's like three million or something like that, maybe even a touch less. Uh, two point five, sir. Two point five. Yeah. And the other thing against Bickle is he's a UFA next year, so you can't fill your roster up with too many too many guys that you have to try and sign outright. So. Um, with the injury history, and I mean, that's if there's anybody else here that that you're interested in, speak now or forever hold your peace. But um, I do. I, I think I, there's I, another choice. Okay, another choice okay. there. Okay, go ahead. You I'm hear going first? with Stepniak. I'm going with okay. Stepniak. That was one of the choices I feel like that's here is Stepniak, and I I think an important thing for George McPhee is in, in the Vegas franchise, and this is. He mentioned it, that they're going to be taking certain guys in expansion that, are, for better or lack of a better word, are you know, going to be the whole of the fourth guys, you know, those first two to three sure. years kind of guys. I mean, you take Lee Stepniak in year five when Vegas is hopefully, uh, you know, uh, a bit of rocking and rolling, he's not going to be around. But uh, those first couple of years are important. And in, the, in if you can take a guy like that, help you with those, first year or two foundation years. That's what and I'm talking about. Of, yep. And the case of Stepniak, then by next year's trade deadline, he's a guy who's always uh, wanted. He doesn't have a big cap hit. And then turn him uh, uh, into a draft pick and a prospect, which will help you for the, for the long term. That, to me, is a guy that he can serve two purposes, both for the short and the long term. So, so that that is the case for Lee Stepniak. I agree. Um, I agree. I, the guy, though, I would take is there is a young guy on that team, 23-year-old left winger, Philip DiGiuseppe. Had a real nice uh, half a year last year with Carolina. Struggled at right. the beginning of this year. Went back to the A, uh, but then has come up and uh, played a little bit better. He's a guy who's got size and he can score somewhat. And, again, 23-year-old guy. Um, and, you know, I'm going to take a chance on a guy like that. But, like I said, you could easily make the call for, for Stepniak, but I'm going to take Philip DiGiuseppe. Okay, okay. I mean, I like uh, that. So, we go, so we're going to go to the, the Blackhawks now. And, and really, to me, for Chicago, it comes down to one question. And that is on there because they, they, uh, they have a lot of no-movement clauses, and obviously all their stars will be protected. But do they protect recently uh, acquired Thomas Jerko, who's only 23 years of age, has yet to put it all together, doesn't have a cap hit, um, or do they they, uh, uh, protect Richard Panic, who's had a nice year in terms of goals? Uh, I think the one that is is exposed, uh, if I was George McPhee, that would be my pick. And I would imagine that would be Thomas Jerko. I could be wrong. Uh, the, the Hawks are always in a cap crunch, uh, so maybe uh, maybe they look at Jerko as the better player long term, and pa- and Panic I think is an RFA and coming off the year he's had, uh, they look at Jerko maybe p- 
possibly is the better long-term player and as well as a more friendlier cap hit. But, um, you know, Jerko's the kind of guy, again, you scratch your head. Again, I don't know what happened in Detroit. Uh, they had, had a lot of forwards, so maybe not the right opportunity, not enough of the opportunity or injury or this, that, and the other. But I'm going to go with Thomas Jerko with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. It's interesting because there's, there's three players that are going to be on the list that I really like, um, but none of them are under contract for next year. And, you know, that's one of the things we've talked about is Brian Campbell, Johnny Oduya, and Scott Darling are all going to be FAs next year. So if you want to get a hardcore negotiation and take Scott Darling off of that roster, I think he has a chance to fight for a number one goaltending spot with the Knights. Um, if you know you got to be able to get that deal signed and done in a couple of days before you turn your list in, so you'll get a good idea of where you're at and who else you can you can target. Um, Jordan Tutu's on there. Um, he's you know he's the kind of player that he is. I thought that Chicago was going to be a nice little spot to you know pick up some of that tough experience. Trevor Trevor Van Riemsdyk is an attractive player if you're looking for someone to have on your roster um, under contract and I think um, he has a little bit more value than than a Yurko I see where you're going with Yurko but I am going to take TVR and final answer (laughs) All righty, so uh, I think next on the list is the Colorado Avalanche, not one of the better lists as well, so I'll let you kick it off. Colorado, let me bring them up here. I don't know if you've passed Columbus or they're still ahead of you. Oh, wait, uh, no, no, they're, they're still, they were after Colorado. Okay. Um, let, me, let me go forward here into Colorado. Okay. Um... Another thin pickings. People who yeah. say, oh, this is set up for the Knights to be successful. And when you really get down to the brass tacks of it, it's, um, it's really only a couple choices from each each team. You know what I mean? Goals yeah. are going to be hard to come by. Um, well, the big key is that exemption. It's not just the P731. Yeah. They also get exemptions with less than two years of experience. So, you have to keep that in mind. So there, those players are can't be taken. So, again, you make an excellent point in terms of, uh, you know, people saying, "Oh, this is so, you know, this is ridiculous. This is so set up for them." Uh, it, they'll be it, in better it, shape they, than the other expansion teams, but uh, sure. that's No, they're not going to um, come out with Pittsburgh's or, or you yeah. know, Chicago's rosters out of this thing. Um, it gets you know, tougher and tougher when you have to fill slots and salary caps and everything else that are really, really restrictive. As as I go through this, it's um, a little bit difficult. Um, yeah, for Colorado, I have I have four defensemen being protected and four forwards. You're going four and four. Yeah, because I don't. Who are the four that you have off the list? In terms of forwards. 
No, the defenseman, because I'm looking at a defenseman, uh, two defensemen well, uh, as the ones that I want to go for here. But who, yeah, do you, who, well, Eric, who would you have protected? Uh, I believe Eric Johnson and Bush, Bush, am I pronouncing his name right? Bushman, the guy who used to be with the Ducks, have no movement clauses. Bushman, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Fetter Tutin. And I'm going to protect the uh, the big uh, towering uh, Nikita Zordoff, who was a big piece in the Ryan O'Reilly trade, and he's only 21 years of age, especially considering how few forwards uh, Colorado would have that uh, I feel that would need to be protecting. Even going with just protecting four forwards for Colorado, I have my selection with actually playing for the AHL affiliate of the Colorado Avalanche, and it's a Matt Pryor special. Matt Pryor special. Yes, sir. So who, I who you I, got? I have I have uh, Mr. Rocco Grimaldi, former uh, top prospect uh, with the with the Florida Panthers. He's a guy not big in size, but does have skill. I believe he has 24 goals this year in the AHL. Um, you know, this is another guy I'm going to take a chance on. Um, you know, Matt Pryor has been talking, telling me about him for the last couple of years. And uh, I'm going to go with Big Tex on this one. So, uh, uh, again, I didn't consult with Matt on this pick, but I'm going to go with Grimaldi, young guy, has skill. Again, not a big guy, but, um, you know, I'm going to take a Grimaldi over a Blake Cuomo, and I want no part of Paul Soderbergh, who I think has like 13 or 14 points this year, uh, uh, contract for another three years at $5 million. Let me ask you a question. How much strength would you put on on the plus minus stats of defensemen from this particular Colorado Avalanche team? Huh. Well, how I mean, yeah, well, whole, what weight would you give that? That's it's a tough thing to look the whole at. Team, yeah, the whole team the I the, the plus minus is is terrible. Uh like I said they have to protect uh those two Johnson and Boshevin um unless those guys would wave their no move and and I don't see them doing that. Um, you can't you can't expose Tootin and just have him walk out the door and put it all together and go to Vegas. And I'm not giving up on a defenseman with that kind of size and Zadorov, uh, uh, who was a big piece in the Ryan O'Reilly trade. So um, I, I feel like they have to protect uh, those four defensemen. Well, then, you know, for that, I'm going to come down to – there's three players that I really liked off the roster: Renee Bork, Tyson Berry, and Eric Jelinas. Um, Renee's not under contract next season, so I'm gonna toss him out. And I'm gonna take a flyer on Tyson Berry. You think he's gonna be exposed, though? Um, See, I, I like you said, he, like he, you said, two two of two of the the exposed lists are are you know no movement clause. Um, well, yeah, but they could go the eight skaters route. They could, they could. Um, if he's there, uh, I'm going on the the plan my team list. Oh yeah, he's, he's exposed on that list. I would take list, him if he so was there. If he was there, I would take him too. If he's available, that's and you know, Jelinas as well on that team. Jelinas, he's only played 27 games this year, but he has a minus four, which is on that roster. <laughs> Tyson Berry this year is a minus 28. So I mean. <laughs> Even even uh, Aguila was minus six before before he went over to the Kings. Um, 
Joey yeah, Colborn's kind of interesting, but Tyson Berry's going to be my pick for the Avalanche if he's available. Yeah, Berry is kind of like the poor man's Kevin Shattenkirk, if you will. And I think, uh, sure. you know, if they had their druthers, you know, Colorado would have been would have behooved themselves to trade him last summer when there was a lot of interest and there was talk about getting a Nugent Hopkins or someone of that ill. But, um, all right, so let's move on to um, uh, Columbus. Uh, let's see, do I kick off or you kick off? You kick off. You kick off. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think there's a number of good – this is probably a good place uh, to yeah. see he's going to get a really good player. Um let me just kick it off with Clarkson. I'm anticipating his no-move clause. He's either A, going to waive it because pretty much his hockey career is done. So I can't see him, and Vegas wouldn't take him in a million years. Um, so right. I, I, I don't. that's going to give some flexibility for Columbus. And um, and they might even not even have to ask him. I think there might be rules uh, of exemption with players of that ill with injury. Um, so to me, it's going to come down to three players. It's going to come down to Boone Jenner, William Carlson, or Jonas Karpazov, the backup goalie for Columbus. Now, I've been preaching about how there are no goalies here, and I like Karpazov. Um, I would love it if he was on another team, and then uh, I could see taking him, but I I am really high on you know, to take either Jenner, I know he's not having as good of a year, or Carlson. And, again, some people might uh, smack me for this, but I like Carlson. He's a center. He's 24 years of age. I know he's probably not going to be a huge scorer, maybe more of the, you know, 15-goal, 40-point guy. But he's a two-way player. He has speed. Um, I really like Carlson I, I, uh, as the, with this pick. Um I could see why taking the goalie because it's going to be few and far between, but um, I like William Carlson. But I think those are the three choices. I agree with you, and I also um, agree with you that William Carlson's my pick, six one, one ninety centerman. I think centerman might be the thinnest position um, mm-hmm. to get their hands on. He's still under contract for next season. Um, There's a couple players on there that that you know aren't under contract for next year, who who might jump out. Uh, Mark Andre Bergeron, Kyle Quincy, players, you know. But uh, I think young 24 year old William Carlson is the selection here. Yeah, I think he's a good. Uh, Sam Gagne too is on is going to be a uh, he's a that he's a, yeah he's a free but, agent yeah I could see them uh, uh, signing him. As uh, sure. on July first, uh, but but if if he's out there, and you get a chance to negotiate with all the free agents before you make your selection, so you could talk to him and see what his contract, you know, I- ideas are, and then go with the William Carlson and revisit him on July first. That uh, exactly, he'd be a nice piece yeah, to have. Yeah, yeah, I agree, but I I wouldn't do it to get the get him the first you know, because they have the open window at the cost of William Carlson. Okay. Yeah, I like I like William Carlson. It's a potential number two center for the Knights. Yes. Uh, so that brings us to uh, Matt Pryor's Dallas Stars. You want to kick it off? 
Yeah, let me let me click through this real quick. I want to um I gotta clear that out. And then there there we go. Now we're up to Dallas. Okay. Um Dallas Stars. Well, I know Matt was really high on some of the young defensemen that Yep. Um you know, when we did our, our season preview with Matt, it was it was optimism and it actually didn't turn out that way. Yeah. Um on their defense core and I really thought that that was going to be a struggle if you do that to your defense going you know coming off the season that they had and shake that up chemistry was going to be a hard thing to to put together there and it did bear out that way obviously we're not going to um delve into the Dallas Stars goaltending pool so you can dismiss you can dismiss that right away um ah let's see Dan Hamhuis is nice if they leave him out there. Yeah, I and have I, two choices. I, for I think one forward, one forward, and one defenseman. Okay. Um, who's 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 the defenseman? I like Jamie Alexiak, the 24-year-old. Um, again, going with youth. Hamhuis is signed for one more year, uh, but I would go. There's going to be other places to get uh, a couple of veteran defensemen or experienced NHL defensemen. So. I like Jamie. Alexiak. You think Lexiak's going to be out there? Yeah, I do. I think. I think. Well, they're definitely going to protect Klingberg. They have to protect seven forwards. They're definitely going to protect Klingberg, yeah. and they're going to protect. They have to protect. Uh, I believe Honker and Stephen Jones. They're higher on the depth chart um, than Alexiak, and so because of that, I think uh, Alexiak will be out there unless there's some kind of trade by them before the expansion draft. And then the other option, he's only signed for one more year, but that's the 27 year old. Anton Roussel, uh, you know, small cap hit again, bring in, as we talked about, uh, an experienced NHL player, hit the foundation, and, you know, he would be a very valuable piece for teams uh, come the trade deadline and getting assets for the future. Uh, I personally like Alexiak. I would take the chance on the on the youngster. Did you look at Brett Ritchie at all? I think he's going to be protected. I think he'll be one of the seven you think so? that they're going to protect. Yeah, because, again, because of age, the salary cap, I think it's kind of hard to, uh, you know, uh, expose him and protect the Roussel when Roussel only has one year left on his deal and you're managing or fighting the salary cap and you're going to have to find, uh, sign Tyler Sagan to a much bigger deal. Jamie Benz right. extension kicks in. So, uh, you know, I, that's why I think they'll protect a guy like Richie instead of uh, uh, Roussel. Well, if if Richie's available, I like him as the pick. He's listed on the planmyteam.com site, and um, just based on this list, I would take Richie. But if, if Roussel's available, he's another one of those hold-the-fork guys that you could take. Like you said he had one year left on his deal. I like that. Um so I'll, I'll agree with you on Roussel, but because of you know what's in front of me on this, I'll say Brett Ritchie's my pick. Okay, that takes us. To the that Detroit, takes us. Uh, yeah, Red Wings. Usually, you would be kind of licking your chops down here for the for the Red Wings. The playoff streak is broken. What? Uh, 
What are you looking at from Detroit? Goaltending, maybe? Uh, I don't like uh, I don't like uh, Jimmy Howard uh, due to the, the recent injuries and and um, uh, his cap hit for the next couple of years. Uh, so I'm not, you know, if he was healthy, he has played well this year when he has played. Uh, but uh, uh, and their other young goalie, I'm not sold on. Uh, to me, uh, and I'm obviously not going to take a defenseman, and they're going to focus on protecting um, uh, protecting their uh, young forwards. So here's a guy who can play center. I think is a glue guy. It really could be a foundation guy for the team. He's been a, a bit uh, injured this year, but um, um, you know nothing serious long term. And we talked before about centers, and that's Darren Helm. So you know he's 30 years of age, you know 3.85 million dollar cap hit. Uh, again, not a star player, uh, a great glue guy. He can put up some points. A good all-around player, and um, uh, help, especially help with with the young guys. So uh, that you're gonna have on this team. So I'm looking at Darren Helm. I, I don't mind Darren Helm at all. You put him at third line center on that club and put an A on his sweater, and I think you you're plugged in. I, I don't have any problem with that at all. You know, there, you got to figure there's only going to maybe be a few people out of this whole expansion draft scenario that actually, you know, suit up and play for tonight. Their assets, they be moved for at the draft. You might be taking players now to move at the, at the amateur draft for picks to build your, your youth core with, um, you know, guys, young kids that are taken will go down to the A and, you know, the, I, I look for them to be active in free agency to fill out an NHL roster on some short-term deals that won't lock you in for a long period of time. Um, what do you think about Riley Sheehan? Will he be exposed, or do you think they'll protect him? I think uh, if I remember from doing it, I believe he will be exposed due to all the young fo- all the forwards that they have to protect. You know, like Franz Nielsen, who has a no-move clause, uh, like yeah, Zetterberg. Yeah. Uh, Sanyu, Mantha, so on and so on and so forth. So, uh, right. uh, but I think because of Helm's experience being at center, Sheen more of a project, if you will. And again, maybe they like Sheen. So maybe with Detroit, you know, again, one thing to consider for McPhee is, you know, one domino kind of hits another. So if he's going to take a project, uh, let's say, or take a chance on a Curtis Lazar or a Rocco Grimaldi, then when you get to Detroit, you might be better. You might really you go be with the veteran. And take sure. That. Yeah. And, you know, and vice versa. So, uh, but I, I would think that Sheen would be, uh, would be exposed. Well, I, I, you know, missing the playoffs for the first time in 400 years, they got to be looking to move on from that old, old guard of, of players, um, leaving Darren Helm out there. Yeah. I'll, I'll go. I'll, so. I'll, I'll go with you on that. I, for a long time, I thought uh, I thought Morassic might be exposed, or they might expose Howard. But it looks like they'll probably protect Morassic and expose Howard. And and you're right. I don't think that the that's a long term solution um, in goal. I think there's better out there. Um, so I, I like your Drew Miller. I like your Drew Miller. I'll go with or not Drew Miller, Darren Helm. I'll go Darren with Helm. Darren Helm for that for sure. Under contract, stopgap guy, um, character in the room. Obviously, um, I don't see anything yeah, wrong with player. third 
third line center at Darren Helm. We can we can certainly not you know that's one of the better choices that that are going to be out there. So I'll I'll mirror your image there on Darren Helm. Move on to Edmonton. Yes. Hmm. Lot. Oh, what's your what's your thoughts on Edmonton? Uh, I, I kind of see a couple of choices here. Uh, another, you know, like I mentioned about the, the, the defense version of Curtis Lazar is on the Edmonton Oilers, and that's Griffin Reinhardt. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he is he is just 23. Hard to believe. He's, he's you know, near and dear to your island heart. Yeah. 2012, he was the fourth pick in the draft. He was traded in the 2015 draft, which was a loaded draft for, for two very two very high picks. Um, it just hasn't happened for him. Now, defensemen do take more time. He does have good size, not overly physical. The book on him was he was supposed to do everything very well, nothing great. And the other choice would be Laurent Brosette, I feel, the 22-year-old AHL goalie. Right. He's gotten a couple of games, position being being a problem. Um, I took Reinhardt again. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to take a chance on, on, on a couple spots. Uh, I'm going to have, I'm going to probably choose nine or ten defensemen. So if Reinhardt isn't ready, I can put him in the AHL. Um, so I'm going to go with Griffin Reinhardt. But uh, I don't know if you have any others out there that, uh, uh, but it's in the Edmonton does not have a great list. There's a couple couple guys that I would like aren't under contract. Um, Tyler Pitlick's kind of intriguing. I looked at him for a little bit. Um, Griva's not under contract. Chris Russell not under contract. Yeah. Um, I'll go. I'll go with your uh, Griffin Reinhardt just because there's that Islanders connection. I'm, George was there and is familiar with the player and might be aware of some upside there that uh, he thinks that they can they can turn him into a more consistent NHL player. So I, I think I'll, I, I like that pick. And so that takes us to Florida Panthers. And to me, uh, this is another uh, no-brainer. Fire. Yeah, another uh, – this to me is a no-brainer, and that's uh, – I'm taking 25-year-old defenseman Alex Petrovic. Uh, um, right Panthers, there with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the Panthers uh, have to go seven forwards. They're obviously going to protect Ekblad, Demirs, and they have to protect Yandel. Uh, this guy, to me, is uh, a second-pairing defenseman. Now, not the biggest offensive skill player, but rugged, physical, uh, and you know he's going to. Uh, I mean, he's he's going to be a, a building block for our for the Vegas fan franchise. Then the first few years, so I got Alex Patrick as my pick. Yeah, I, I, you know, I toy with the idea that that uh, they'll probably let you know Yager go. Maybe I don't know if he resigns with Florida, but you know, you toy with bringing in Yager. He just passed another milestone the other day. Um, you know. I don't think there's too much question. Petrovic's got to be the choice out of Florida. He's he's a three four for sure, and and you're building. He's young. There's there's nothing not to like about that pick. Um, some people are kind of think Luongo. I don't think you put oh. that 
contract on your books as a 40-year yeah. goaltender. I've argued against that. Um, but with Petrovic there, that's got to be the choice. All right, that takes us to the L.A. Kings. So you, uh, you take it away, my friend. Uh, I can make a good argument for a few. Most people don't like the Dustin Brown choice. I don't think there's another two-time cup champion captain um, available on the list. And, having and having no, a pretty good, having a, having a good year too. Uh, Thirty-one points, eleven goals, twenty assists. I think maybe losing the captaincy there lit a fire under him early, but he's been freed up, if you will. Um, maybe emotionally and mentally to play just the Dustin Brown style game. He's he's back up there on his on his hits and and I don't think you live up to the cap hit, but I think you gain that in the locker room. If if you're looking for that, I, I you know, I won't be upset if Dustin Brown is there. You put him next to Darren Helm, what kind of third line does that look like? Um Trevor Lewis, center. Trevor Lewis does everything for the Kings. If he's available, certainly it depends. This is a team that might go four four. They 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 brought have brought up a couple of their young defensemen this year, um, mm-hmm. but they still have you know Dowdy Martinez and Muzzin. Are, uh, aside from JD Styles' assertion that Muzzin might be available, I I don't think right. so. He had a slump, but he has played nicely the last month or so. Um, and they 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 gave up two second round picks for Braden McNabb to the Buffalo Sabers, and they they like the way he's he's coming along. He's he's playing with Dowdy on most nights, and and he's he's a good solid off pair for Dowdy. Um, so if you do that, that's four. Then I like Derek Wolford. And and see that's another reason they're going to have a tough time if if they only go if they only go Muzzin Martinez and Dowdy on the defense um, to protect seven forwards Forbert or McNabb Forbert he's been a long time coming he's another one of those late bloomers on defense um, first round pick way back but coming into his own now if if and you know it's hard it's hard to tell what they'll do. I know you got to protect Carter Toffoli, Pearson and Kopitar as four, right? Yep, so you can only yeah, so if you went four forward you can only protect either McNabb or Fulberg. Right. Um well, it's actually eight skaters is is the way the language is. So does that mean they could go 5-3 if if a team wanted to? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, yeah, no, if they wanted you know, to, they could go, if they wanted they could go to, eight they defense. Could... They could go eight defensemen or eight <laughs> Yeah. Excuse me, excuse eight me. Skaters, so, I mean, the yeah. Kings, are, Kings is a tough roster to figure out, actually. I've looked at, at them maybe more than other teams, but if, if Forbert or McNabb are available, I think you go there. Um, yep. If they go four and four... If they go four and four, I don't mind the Dustin Brown pick, but I think I would go Trevor Lewis just because he's all around. If you want an all around center who could kill penalties, 
and he and he plays wing a lot for he's a very versatile player he was in uh usa's development camp for a while um you know i i i'll hedge it by saying depending on how they they break their roster out trevor lewis is my pick but if it, it depends on which way they go with forward or McNabb. I'd be just as fine going with either one of the two young defensemen myself. Yeah. And I'm there's the caveat. With... I do have one caveat yep. here. One of my strongest feelings is that I would like Ben Bishop to be a golden Knight. And since he's on their roster, they do have the window to negotiate with him. You don't get yep. a two time Vezina cup champion or Vezina cup finalist and a, Stanley Cup goaltender at 30 years old. If you can get him signed and in and be your number one for the next five, six years, I'd take Ben Bishop first and foremost. <laughs> but um, if that isn't in their cards or not what they're interested in doing, then I, I go Trevor Lewis um, just for the all-around ability of his game. Yeah, I'm going to go with Fulbert. Again, 25-year-old defenseman. He's a guy who could, you know, not just from those first couple of years, be more than uh, that foundation player. Like uh, having a guy like that in Petrovic in my top six. So that brings us to the Minnesota Wild, who, who is going to lose a good player one way or the other. Um, uh, they are definitely in a quandary, and and you know a lot of people, and I don't see how, quite frankly, they trade their way out of it, other than if they make a trade with Vegas. And, you know, right now I would have, uh, uh, you know, the three players exposed to look, keep an eye out would be Jonas Broden, Stoll, and Marco Scandelli. I don't think you could protect Eric Stoll over the much younger Justin Zucker, uh, quite quite frankly. Um, you know, this, this could be an opportunity. You know, some people say, well, Broden will just get traded. But, again, Minnesota's kind of – they would have to trade Broden for non-exempt assets because uh, it will just cause another problem. And they could wind up losing Scandella off their team in expansion, and now you're down two defensemen. Um, I think if they were going to go the route of be, uh, of a trade, um, the team I think they should talk to first would be Vegas and say, okay, look, don't t- touch Broden. Uh, or, or how about this? You could take Scandella. Leave Broden and Stoll alone take Scandella from our depth and it will free up some cap space for us. 27 year old defenseman. He's a good, good solid defenseman. And, you know, we'll give you a prospect and a pick kind of thing. But obviously we, we don't know how that will play out. So I'm going to play it straight up. And if Jonas Broden's on the board, I'm taking him. 23 year old years old, signed for four more years at just a 4.16 cap hit. That's a no brainer pick to me. Yeah, I, I looked at Broden pretty heavily. I think if uh, – I'm almost tempted to, to pluck Stahl and let him see if he can hold down first-line centerman minutes because there aren't many of them unless you get into free agency. I think those days are actually probably behind Mr. Stahl, but he is, you know – 23 goals, 30 assists, 53 points this year. Yeah, I know. He's had a rejuvenation, I'm sure. He's had a very good year with Minnesota. And if, but he's going to be playing with a is, different level of player if he was on Vegas than he was. 100%. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, solid face-off guy. Um, I'd be, 
if if you narrow down your options on on slotting in lines, and that's kind of where I'm looking at some of these players, um, you go off. Hopefully Carlson can take that number two center. Helm at three, Lewis at four. You're pretty, excuse me, pretty solid down the middle. Uh, more solid than I would have thought before going through the process here. Um, yep. I don't know if that's what they're, you know, that's to be a competitive team right off the bat. If you're looking at building those young players up, then then Broden's got to be the pick there, right? Broden or Scandella, really. Um, yeah. I'll give you one. Okay. I'll give you one. I thought of of this in terms of big picture. Let's say Minnesota's willing to play ball. They have a deep, deep prospect pipeline. I'm not going to give you, you know, Joel Erickson is one of the top five prospects, but they can get one of their really good, one of their, you know, fifth or sixth prospects who are really good, like a Mike Riley or uh, I forget the list. Hockey News just came out. And let's say a second round pick. And you get, let's say, Scandella. And then you can turn around and flip Scandella to a Maple Leafs or to an Edmonton and get a couple of second-round picks kind of thing like that. Now, you basically, you could wind up with four future, really attractive future assets just from the Minnesota pick. Yeah, there's so a lot of money. That, so, so that kind of wheeling and dealing, uh, you know, other than that, if that is not on the board – uh, and uh, if I was in the Vegas room, I would say George were taking Broad. So uh, that brings us to Montreal. Uh, not a terrible list, but not a good one. In my let opinion. me, uh, Chris. Let me yeah. take a quick, a quick break here. I'm gonna throw on a little bit of music, and I gotta go. My my daughter needs me for just a second. Um, okay. So let let me put some music on. We'll take a little bit of a break here. And uh, give me a couple minutes and we'll be right back. All right, hockey fans, we're back on the Vegas Hockey Podcast. We're running through the Golden Knights possible expansion draft list. Um, we're, up, we're up to Montreal. Yeah. There we and go. There I, we go. Sorry about and that. And I, I, I have another 25-year-old defenseman for you, and that's Brandon Davidson, top physical yep. defenseman, and uh, just came over in the trade deadline. Um, I think they're going to expose him. Nathan Beauview will be probably protected along with uh, Mr. Shea Weber. And there's somebody else off the top of my head who I'm forgetting. But I know I, – so I'm going with Brandon Davidson. Again, another 25-year-old defenseman. Uh, I, 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 you know, I'm going to have a good D on this team. So uh, that's where I'm going. Well, I looked at um... – I looked at a guy like Paul Byron. If he's out there, I really like him. Yep, I think he might be. I think he might be protected though. But I agree with you. He would. Uh, if he's out there. That would be a tempting pick. He he's like their seven eight forward, and and he's a he's a decision that they have to make. But uh, twenty goals this year, 
19, 16, yeah, I, 35 points. And uh, I, I'm not strong on left wing yet for my roster. Um, yeah, I got it. Mar- I got protected. Martin Molson on there. Um, if he is protected, um, oh, did you look at Alexi Emelin? Uh, say again. Uh, Alexi Emelin? Um, I didn't. Give me, give me, uh, give me the argument. Um, or give me the case. Um, just, just wondering if you had him. I don't have a case really for or against. Okay. Um, he he's got sixty-seven games this year. Um, with the club, only only a minus two. Um. Just two goals, seven assists, so he's not going to be your puck mover guy, but he could be, he could be a good solid um, five, six defenseman on your roster if you're if you're looking for that. Um, Markov's going to be UFA. He's a free agent. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's a guy I'd look at talking to his agent and see what he felt about for sure. Um, Jordy Ben. He's available. He'd probably be on the list, huh? Yeah, I would think he's time for one more year, I think. Yep. Yep. Nesteroff also. Uh, yep, correct. Well, I need a left winger who can put some pucks in the net. And going going by the list here that, that uh, PlanMyTeam.com's consensus has exposed, uh, Byron's on the list, so I'm going to take him. He's the guy that I have highlighted on that, on that roster if um, – if he does, if he does come down to that number eight defenseman and he's on, and he is unprotected, then you have to take Paul Byron from the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, I agree. If he if he's there, I think you have to take him. So uh, that takes us to the Nashville Predators, who I think is going to be a four and four uh, situation, and uh, with okay. Victor Arvidsson uh, having the year that he has uh, had, uh, he has to be protected. So believe it or not, I think that's going to open the door for. Uh, 27-year-old Craig Smith uh, signed for three more years at, at a $4.25 million cap hit. Uh, you know, a guy who can put the puck in the net. Good winger uh, for, you know, for in your top six. And uh, that's where I'm going. Hmm. I like Kaya Yarncroc. If I'm saying his name correctly, if he's if they're only protecting four, he's not going to be on the list. Um, he's done a little bit more in the goal scoring points points wise this year. Uh, kind of thin. Yeah, I, like I said, I think Smith had a pretty strong. He's a little down this year, but still. Um, I think he's he's a pretty good goal scorer, hence how he got the uh, the extension that he did. Uh, I'm just looking it up right now, how many goals he had last year. Um, but uh, I like, and again, prime of his career, just 27 years of age, scored 21 goals last year. Yeah, I, I think he would be a good, good fit uh, on this team. Uh, hmm. Well, that that would be the two, 
that I that I go back and forth to between Smith and Yarncroft. Um, you're not going to find the they're going to they're going to protect if they go four and four. The defense isn't much after that as far as the up and comer guy that you want to build with towards the future. Um, not too much dynamic puck moving or anything like that that would stand out to me. Um, so I guess just based on this year, I'm gonna go with Kaye um, over Smith. Okay. Just 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 based on this year. That was my that was my pick for Nashville. All right. Well, that takes us to the Devils, who is one of those bottom of the barrel list. Sorry, Devil fans. It's not enough depth here. Um, I'm I'm gonna take 24 year old defenseman Devontae Smith Pelly. He's a nice third line player. Uh, youth is on his side. Not a big cap hit. Um, kind of round out the roster. Um, that's who I'm looking at for the Devils. Uh, what say you, sir? Um, you think they'll leave Ben Lovejoy out, or do you think they protect him? If if Lovejoy is uh, available, that's my pick. Yeah, you got, that's the you, point. You got cup um, experience they, with Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, they they don't um, plus nine. He's a good stay at home guy, but he can move a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. You put that cup in the locker room. I, I think uh, I think I could go with him if he's out for sure. I could see that. I could see that. Then we come to uh, my New York Islanders who lost in overtime today. I got to tell you, I'm not sure. Oh, you got a negative. point though. Got a point. Yeah, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy here. I, I think they're gonna come up short. I really do. I think this team's tired. Uh, next week is going to decide everything, I feel. Um, you know, they're going into tonight. Maybe they can get some help, but that shouldn't be how you get into the playoffs, quite frankly. Um, they're tied with Toronto, although Toronto is now two games in hand, one of which is tonight. They host Chicago, and Tampa's uh, host Washington. So we'll see. And they don't play until Wednesday night. Uh, so hopefully they can get some practice in R&R and, <laughs> uh, a lot of rest in, but um, be that as it may, in terms of the Islanders, uh, if the expansion draft were to be held today, uh, the Golden Knights would be taking someone with the first name of Ryan. The question is, would yep. it be Ryan Strome or would it be Ryan Pulak? Uh, Ryan Pulak is almost a point uh, a game in the in the A this year. Uh, he he has. Uh, uh, I forget. Yeah, he's scoring like once every uh, uh, goal every three games or so. His slap shot has been clocked at 105 miles an hour. He's a former first-round pick uh, from uh, I think 2013, or if memory serves correct. Familiar with Mr. McPhee, obviously. Yes, and in fact, on this show, he mentioned when he mentioned <laughs> who we liked. He mentioned that he liked Ryan Bullock. Uh, yeah, Ryan Strong, a little foreshadowing there. Yeah, uh, has had a bounce back season. Not where he was a couple of years ago where he had 50 points with the Islanders, but he's got 13 goals. He's got over 30 points. Uh, former fifth overall pick. Still a young guy. Still 23, 24 years of age. Um, this, you know, the Islanders were desperately trying to make a trade uh, right before the deadline, a big trade. I, I think that I recently wrote about this expansion. Well, they were looking to do this prior uh, to the expansion issue or the expansion issue aside. So I think, you know, when all said and done, they will 
especially if they don't make the playoffs. They're gonna there's gonna be an impetus to make a big move, I think, uh, and change some of the some of the pieces around. But be that put that aside for now. Uh, if I was the Islanders GM, I'm protecting Pulak, and uh, he's going to be on the team next year. Quite frankly, he should be on the team now. Uh, it's another story for another day. And so my pick is Ryan Strom. But I can tell you right now, they're getting a good player uh, from the Islanders because let's just say for hypothetically speaking, uh, the Islanders today were to trade Ryan Strom, Ryan Pulak, and a first-round pick for Matt Duchesne, just to throw out a deal. And then the Islanders would go to a 7-3 format. Um, that's still going to mean that either that both Calvin DeHaan and probably Josh Bailey would be exposed in expansion. So Vegas is going to get very healthy. They're going to get a good player from the Islanders. But uh, I'm going to go with Ryan Strom. Well, let's say uh, George calls up Mr. Snow and says, you know, you had to leave Pulak available, and I'm going to take him unless. You give me a second-round pick and that Russian goalie you got tucked away in the kick. Oh, yeah. No, I, what do you I, think I, of I, that? Yeah, I am, to me, for depending upon the team, but I am not, I would uh, much rather make a trade to get existing talent than to trade a couple of valuable assets away just to protect losing a certain talent. I'm not. I, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm not adding. I'm not adding anything in that deal. Yeah, Sorkin uh, is actually more highly thought of than Pulak. If you go by the hockey news, for instance, Sorkin I think is ranked in the low 60s in the top hundred prospects. Pulak I think it was just outside the top hundred. Um, the Islanders actually had uh, four kids in the top hundred. Um, so I, if I'm looking to make a trade, I'm calling Tampa. You know, I'm trading Ryan Pulak in a package to get Matt Duchesne, or I'm trading Ryan Pulak in something else to get Tyler Johnson. So that's right. what I would be looking to do if I'm if I'm the Islanders. If I'm going to make a deal with Vegas, I would say to them, hey, look, uh, if you're willing to take Yaroslav Halak, who's got one more year to go off my hands, then, you know, I'll trade you a second-round pick and a pretty good prospect let's say a Parker Witherspoon or a pretty good prospect uh, and, 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 you know, something like that, uh, I've been, and kind of solve your first-year goalie problems. Um, and then Halak's a guy who, that you can move. Who are they protecting in goal? Thomas Grice. For sure. Because right now he's on yeah. the unprotected list from planmyteam.com. Oh, no, he should he should be protected, yeah. He's he on should be the one, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh Let's but, assume that uh, Pulak is either protected or moved because otherwise, obviously, I'm taking Pulak. I'm going to take Jason Chimera off your hands. 20 goals, 20 assists, 40 points uh, in 15-16. Yeah, and he's got almost What's the it? same numbers this year. Pretty consistent. He's under contract. Um, I'm going to You know, you got, Josh take... Bailey. you got Josh Bailey out there, too, I think is going to – I don't think he would be – even with seven forwards – I don't think you'd be protected because they have to protect Ladd. Uh, you have Tavares. Uh, you have Anders Lee, uh, Nelson, and Strom. That's five. And they signed uh, between this summer and during the year, Sasekis and Clutterbuck to long-term extensions, and they're big believers in those guys in terms of being foundation guys. Uh, and Bailey's only got one more year to go after this year, even though he's had a, you know a lot of points, only a small cap hit. Uh, 
I think uh, that that's a guy that you know could warrant uh, some consideration as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Gar Snow is going to be a busy man at the end of the season here. Um, uh, <laughs> he's got it, a lot of work it, to do. It, one way or another, Islanders are losing a player. Well, yeah. I think you got to let him go through it, right? You can't just dump him and put this problem on a new general manager's lap. You well, open him up to second-guessing immediately. Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, having a a new new person look at this, you know, in one breath you're right, in another breath I think maybe he's too too much, for lack of a better term, married to some of these players. So yeah. um, uh, I, I like, you know, there's a lot to like about all these players. But none of these players are untouchable. Uh, so um, other than number ninety-one. So um, yeah, uh, there's. But your point is well taken. There, there's going to be some moves and a lot, a lot ahead. Hopefully, they lay to the groundwork before the deadline uh, in terms of, of making such a trade. And, and again, All right. these players that we mentioned, uh, they're very cap friendly as well. So uh, yeah. Well, we've got 17 minutes left, and uh, all right, let's. I can't. I can't extend the show again. any farther, so uh, we're going to have to start crack a whacking on this a little bit. New York Rangers, sir. Auntie Rodna, I love Jesper Fast, but the goalie issue comes up here. Rodna's only signed at a million dollars. Uh, he's your maybe he's not a one, but he's a one A. I'm taking Auntie Rodna, and he's a guy yeah. too who can solidify the first year and move at the deadline to get future assets. Yeah, uh, that was going to be my take on, on that. You, the, there's some nice pieces on, on the Rangers, too, that you could look at, but uh, I think when you get to Ante Ranta, then that's the no-brainer pick for the Rangers. So right now I've got two goalies on my list, um, and I'm forward heavy. I've got my... I think I have my defenseman locked up. Nope, I still need another defenseman. Let's look at the Ottawa Citizens. Yeah, Ottawa, uh, I'm, you know, on my playmyteam.com, I took Gene Gabriel Pegu because they, in addition to the uh, expand in terms of the protection, you have to have exposed a certain amount of uh, forwards and defensemen that are signed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if the expansion were held today, he would have to be exposed. But I'm figuring they're going to work that kind of uh, entanglements out. Uh, so I'm going to differ from my planmyteam.com from that perspective. Uh, I think at the end of the day, I'm looking at a 27-year-old Chris Weideman, solid uh, uh, solid defenseman. Huh, you got me on that one, too. Uh, I like Chris Weideman, too. There's, uh, if I'm, uh, Chris Domenico, he was on Team USA's uh, recent gold medal team, was he not? I am not sure, but I'll take your word for it. The, the name's really familiar, and that's where I think I get it from. I, I, I really liked his game. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if if he was Team USA. Um, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna look him up real quick. But uh, yeah, Chris Weideman, he's gonna have to be left out there. He's under contract. Um, gotta go with gotta go with him. He's, he could be on, on another team's. You know, unprotected list. He might end up playing first pair of minutes on the nights, actually, yeah. and and probably special teams as well. So that takes us, takes am, us to the Flyers. I'm gonna click the button on Wideman. Okay, it takes us to the Flyers. 
very weak list. Uh, I like Michael Rafa, 20 years old, signed for two more years, 2.3 mil cap hit. Again, solid third line player, uh, you know, kind of a glue glue guy. Um, I'm going with Michael Rafa. The Flyers do not have a lot of choices here. Um, what do you think of Michael Neuberg? I don't trust him. He's too he's too injury prone. He's been very injured this year. He's been too injury prone for my money. Yeah. If you told me he was going to be healthy the next two years, I'm with you. Uh, two point five million dollars. He signed a two year extension at two point five million dollars right before the deadline. So if you had a Norworth and a Ranta and then an AHL goalie uh, down below, I'm you're okay, I'm right? Great. I'm okay, but I don't trust him staying healthy. So I would I would pass. That, but that's just me. I could see I could see why one would take him. I like Matt Reed. He's probably going to be a nice glue player, right? He Matt is Reed would fit in pretty good down yeah. there. Yeah. Not bad. Yep. He could be on the. He could be on my fictional, my fictional Dustin Brown, Darren Helm, Matt Reed third line would be ugly. Yeah, but I went with Trevor ugly, Lewis no. anyway. <laughs> um. Tough list. You know what? I'm going to take the flyer, and I'm going to go with uh, my third goalie on the list, and I'm going to say Michael Neuber. Okay. Got to do it. Uh, so that takes us to the Penguins here. And here, real quick, I, I see three options. I see Brad Duminen, the 24-year-old young defenseman. I see Carl Haglin, who I think will be exposed probably for cap reasons, not having the greatest of years. We know how good he was in their cup run last year, 28 years of age. Could be a guy, could be a good, nice scorer for the team. And uh, as Dana Lane mentioned, I think Ian Cole will be exposed as well. But he's only signed for one more year. He's uh, 28. Um, he would be a guy sought after in a trade. So maybe there's a scenario if you take a Cole and you flip him for a couple of draft picks or a draft pick and a prospect. But I'm going to take Brad Dumoulin. And, and, you know, if this played out, look at not just for next year, but the next first few years of the franchise. I would have 25-year-old Petrovic, 23-year-old, 24-year-old Forbert, 23-year-old Broden, 25-year-old Davison, and 24-year-old Dumanen. And plus Damian Lysiak and Griffin Reinhardt. And I still have a couple more defensemen I'm taking before this is over. So uh, I'm going to go Brad Dumanen. And your your salary cap is probably looking in a whole lot better shape than mine right now, too. I'm already at 68% of the cap. I don't know if you're keeping track of it on, on your uh, end. But, I, was at, I, was at, uh, I was at a pretty good number. I think it was a little over 60% or so for the uh, – I'll tell you right now. Um, I wound up at 76% of the cap. I wound up uh, okay. with uh, $17.5 million in cap space. That's a nice number. Yep. Um, so what say you, sir, about the Penguins? Well, let me ask you: Are they protecting Murray? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm assuming that situation is going to get resolved. There's no. I mean, okay. I, I I I have a better chance of winning the lottery than Matt Murray. <laughs> so uh, I'm Let's assuming hope, that hope the Knights win the lottery. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, you got Ian Cole. What do you think of, of uh, Trevor Daly on the, just on the opposite end of that, looking at defensemen? He is an unrestricted free agent. 
Um, so that's a guy you could visit, uh, yeah. depending upon how your back line looks uh, after expansion. He's 33, so uh, I like him, but I don't know if I like him for Vegas. I think you found the the gym there. I think Ian Cole is the pick. Okay, so you got to go Cole. I'm going to go Dumoulin. That brings us to Zach Devine, San Jose Sharks. And when he was on this show, he mentioned about the expansion draft that the Sharks are going to lose defensemen. And to me, it's going to be 29-year-old David Shermenko. He's having a really good year. He signed for three more years. That's just $2.1 million cap hit. Uh, he'll be one of the top defensemen on day one for the franchise. And I'm going Shermenko uh, from the Sharks uh, for the Golden Knights. Plus, the the list I'm looking at, he has been protected. He's not available for me to take, so I'm going to I'm going to go away from that. Um, Paul Martin's available. Yes, yeah, that would mean either Justin Braun or um, uh, Vlasic would be available if Shermanko was protected. Mark, they, yeah, they have Mark Edward Vlasic as being the the player available. Yeah, well, then I would go Vlasic if if they if I would think they would protect Vlasic over Shemenko, but I could be wrong. I think Vlasic is younger. Hmm. But I am going to assume that uh, Mikhail Boddicker is on the market, and I'm gonna plug in another left winger right there. And be done with it. Okay. So it takes us to the Blues, and this is another one of those where I'm going to take a chance. To me, if I take a chance on a Griffin Reinhardt or a Curtis Lazar, or in this case with St. Louis, a Neil Yakupov, and just one of them works out, I feel like those were all. It was all worth it. If you told me for those three picks, one of these kids would work out, given their talent yep. and their age. Uh, to me, there's not a lot of choices on St. Louis. Uh, this was his no. first overall pick in 2012. Uh, what's strange about him is he had a terrific rookie year. That was the strike, uh, the lockout year, only 48 games, and then I don't know what's happened. So again, maybe a reboot here. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll roll the dice. I'll take Neil Yankovov here. Okay. Well. You think they protect Piarvi? Uh, who was that, sir? Magnus Piarvi. Uh, or has he been forward? moved even? Yeah. How he's, do you spell his name? P a a j a r v i Magnus Piarvi. Oh, okay. Yeah, the former um, first round former pick. Former right? Yeah. Um, he might be exposed. Oh, they still have Ty Ratty. Did St. Louis bring him back? I'm not sure. I don't sure. think they did. Did they? Yeah, this is I'm another tough sure. one. Um, yeah. Who, who did you grab? You, did, uh, you, uh, had, you had Yakupov being exposed. Yeah. And he's not shown here on this list. So going with this. I will take – 
Hmm. I don't think the blues have been updated here on this site. Um, okay. I'll take a flyer and take uh, Ray Ferraro's kid. Ray Ferraro. Oh, let Okay. I'll take him. Uh, so you got the pedigree there. Yeah. So Tampa. So Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, football trade didn't help. It allowed them to free up the space, but they're still not going to be able to protect 23-year-old center Vladislav Nemstimov. Nemstimov. Yep. Nemestikov. Thank you, sir. Two-way player. Uh, only 23. A center. Not going to be not a star, but a solid player. Uh, yeah. Again, he's like someone who can middle. grow into a number two centerman, I think. Yep. As he yeah, as he does my... more time. Yeah, so, yep, I agree. I'm, going, I'm right. I'm I'm right there with you with the master top. That's that's if he's, if he is there, he's a no brainer. Yep. And uh, Toronto, I'm gonna go uh, real quick. Uh, I'm gonna go Matt Martin. Uh, George McPhee knows Matt Martin very well. I know you're high on uh, Matt Martin. Yeah, he's a good locker room guy, great for for the community. And when you put him with a couple of players, he can get you know he can give you ten, twelve minutes on the fourth line. You put him around, and again, he can kill penalties players. too now. Yeah, absolutely. And we mentioned like a Michael Rafa as a possibility, or a Matt Reed, or guys like that. You put him with those kind of players, you can get a lot out of him. So I'm going to go Matt Martin. Sorry, he's only 27 years of age. Uh, with Toronto, what's his what's his contract? Three more years at two point five million per. So I mean, not not terrible. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm with you on Matt Martin. I could put him in there uh, day one. He he might even get second line minutes depending on how their roster shakes out. But definitely a third liner. Yep. Uh, the Canucks I'm looking at 23 year old winger Reed Boucher uh, as a, as the pick. Uh, again, a youngster with some talent and skill. And we're just going to see what happens. Hmm. What if Ryan Miller's out there? Can you go year one with Miller? Uh, is that, he is an unrestricted free agent. Sailed. Is he He's an unrestricted free agent? Yep. So I, I okay. would, uh, I wouldn't stay uh, away from that. Not a bad option. Not a bad option in terms of going on the free agent market, signing him to a two-year deal. Have yeah, a short term. Miller. Yep. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not enough for me to take a to pay us on a kid like Boucher. Hmm. Well, they don't have they have Boucher protected, which I find that hard to think that they would get that deep into their forward core and protect him. Um, yeah, if, if he's I, available, I, that's my pick. Go, but going with what they have on the list here for Vancouver, um, I, I think I'll take the. Uh, oh, I got to get another couple. No, nope, my roster is good. I got my minimums. I'll take uh, Lucas Pisa, just a veteran okay. defensive That's present. Good. He's a plus one on yeah. a less than average Vancouver team, and and he he could come in and play second pair for sure. All right, so we got the last two, the W teams, the Capitals. If the expansion was today, this would be a no-brainer. You would take Silk Grubauer. But there's no yeah, that's... distance, which I did which I did for my PlanMyTeam.com. But there's no right. way he's going to get traded in that window to Dallas or Arizona or one of those teams. So to be... What if, uh, what if the trade... 
What if what if George McPhee calls says he wants Grubauer? I think what's he worth yeah, on, what's he have... worth on the market? A second, a third? Still just a backup uh, goalie. No, more than that. He's twenty five. He's ready. He's had a terrific year. Graded as the backup. Hey, like, John, Jonathan Bernier only got a yeah. a, a, a pick and, yeah, a, and a throwaway. I understand. John and he was he was well thought of. I know there's there's the Jonathan Bernier examples and there's the Martin Jones examples, right? So uh, I think it would cost a pretty penny. I think Washington will move him. They're going to lose some assets due to the cap and free agency, and they're going to recoup use him to recoup that. Uh, if that's the case, I'm looking at 25 year old Nate Schmidt uh, as as uh, as the pick from Washington. So. Uh, Grubauer, if he's there, but he won't be. So then Nate. Okay. We've only got a couple minutes left before we get cut off here. So um, how about a veteran presence on the blue line? Are they going to protect Orpic? They will not. They will not. Um. I'll use him as my first pair defenseman and take Brooks Orpik if Grubauer's not available. And that takes us to Winnipeg, the last team, and my pick will be Tyler Myers. Uh, Enstrom has a no-move clause. I don't think he'll waive it. You have to protect Truber. You have to protect Buffalo, who might also have a no-move clause. That's going to open, and they have too many good young forwards that they have to protect. Uh, I know Myers has been kind of hurt this year. But he's a he's six foot eight. He's two hundred thirty pounds. Uh, he's only twenty seven. Uh, that's who I would uh, be taking. Would be Tyler Marius. Yeah, for sure. I li- I've liked him since Buffalo. Buffalo Tom had me on Myers, and I didn't like the trade that sent him there for Vander Kane, who was in this all kind of turmoil at the time. So I wouldn't have given up on Myers in Buffalo, and I'll definitely take him if he's available. All right, sir. I think we made it with two minutes to go. So uh, we got, you know, that was. We actually have 25 seconds, sir. Oh, there you go. So I'm a, I, I got right. to get this out of here, sir. Thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. Um, we'll see what happens in June when this happens for sure. And for Chris, I'm Mark. We're gone.